Chapter Two of Nero the Circus Lion by Richard Barnum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Kenneth Sergeant Gagan. Chapter Two Nero Goes Hunting. The first thought of Nero, the little lion cub boy, as he felt himself falling into the spring of water, was that Switchy had played a joke and pushed him in. And when I got him out, I'll push him in, thought Nero, but that was all he had time to think just then for his head went under water as the spring was deep and nero had to think of getting out so he splashed and scrambled his way to shore climbing and sputtering and half choking for lions are not good swimmers indeed few animals of the cat family are and lions belong to the cat family you know as do tigers and jaguars so with his eyes and nose and mouth full of water nero scrambled ashore a very wet and bedraggled lion boy indeed on shore he saw Switchy standing looking at him. Switchy was nice and dry. What did you do that for? growled Nero to Switchy, as soon as our friend had shaken some of the water off his shaggy, tawny yellow coat. I'll fix you for that. Fun is all right, but you know I don't like jumping into the water. However much I like a drink from the spring. Now I'm going to push you in. And Nero started to run toward Switchy. Hey, wait a minute, cried Switchy raising his paw to push Nero away, if the younger lion cub should come too near. I didn't do anything to you. Yes, you did, growled Nero. You pushed me into the water. No, I didn't, answered Twitchy. I was taking my second drink when I heard a noise, and I looked up and saw you sliding down into the water. But I didn't push you in. Who did, then? asked Nero, looking round quite fiercely for a little lion boy. Who did? If I find out, I'll push him in. If it was one of the monkeys... Oh, it wasn't any of them, said Switchy quickly. They will come near the spring when we lions are drinking. But it was someone, said Nero. I heard someone say I couldn't drink on the edge of the spring. And then I was pushed in. Who did it? I want to know that. I did it, said a grumbling sort of voice. And up out of the spring came something which at first looked like a log of wood. It was dark and had knobs and warts on it. It has a trunk of a tree. Who, who are you asked nero in surprise are you a log of wood that can speak look out gracious no that's a crocodile cried switchy i forgot about their being here come on run and as nero saw what he thought was a log of wood opened a big mouth with many sharp teeth in it the little lion boy ran after switchy who scampered off along the jungle path as fast as he could go what's the matter what was that thing which looked like a log floating in the water asked nero when he and Switchy stopped to rest in the shadow of a big tree. That's a crocodile, I told you, said Switchy. They are big and strong, and if they get a hold of your soft and tender nose when you're drinking at the pool, they can pull you under water and drown you. You want to be careful about crocodiles. Well, I will. Only I didn't know about them before. Was it the crocodile who knocked me into the water? Yes, answered Switchy. It was a crocodile and a long and very strong tail with knobs and sharp bridges on it. They can knock you into the water with their tail, and then they bite you. I didn't know there were crocodiles at our spring, or I wouldn't have gone there in the daytime for a drink. At night it's all right, for they can't see you so plainly. Well, this one saw me all right, said Nero. My side is sore, and when he knocked me into the spring, it's lucky your nose isn't sore where he might have bitten you, growled Switchy. That was a mean crocodile. We had just as a good right to drink on that side of the spring pool as he had. Well, maybe we had, said Nero. 
but he was stronger than I, and so he knocked me in. Now I'm all wet. And so Nero learned one of the first lessons of the jungle, that it is the strongest and fiercest animals that have the best of it. The elephants of the jungle, which are the largest animals, crash their way through, afraid of nothing except the man-hunters. And the lions, when the elephants are not near, are the real kings of the jungle. Few animals stay to drink at the spring when the lion roars, to say he's coming. But this was the daylight, and Switchy and Nero were only lion cubs, so I suppose the crocodile was not afraid of them. And being big and strong, he just knocked Nero into the water and claimed that as his side of the pool, though he had no right to. Come on, said Switchy to Nero, after they had gone a little way further through the jungle and back from the spring. Come on, I know how we can have some more fun. No, I've had enough for today, said Nero. I'm going home and lie down in my cave. My side hurts where the crocodile struck me with his tail. Oh, come on, play tag, begged Switchy. No, said Nero, I'm going home. And home he went. As soon as his mother saw him, wet and muddy as he still was, Mrs. Lion said, Well, Nero, what happened to you? Did you get into mischief? I don't know, Ma, answered Nero, but I got in the spring. There, I told you to keep away from that water hole in the daytime, said Mrs. Lion. I knew something would happen if you played with that switchy. That lion cub will get you into trouble some day. He's too bold. A crocodile knocked me into the water. It wasn't Switchy's fault. It was the fault of both of you lion boys going for where you ought not to be, said Nero's mother. Now you can see what happened, but I'm sorry your side is hurt. Go into the cave and lie down. I'll bring you a nice piece of goat meat to eat and get some soft grass to make you a bed. You'll be all right in a few days, but after this, mind me. I will, promised Nero. The soft grass, which his mother pawed into a bed for him with her sharp claws, felt very comfortable to his sore side, and the goat's meat, which lions eat when they can get it, tasted very good. Nero soon became dry, and then he went to sleep. When he awakened, his brother Chet and his sister Boo were in the cave looking at him. Mother said, you got into mischief, exclaimed Boo. Tell us all about it, Nero. So Nero did, and when his story was ended, Chet said enviously, I wish I had been there. I'd scratch that crocodile with my claws. You couldn't have heard him that way, said Mr. Lion, who came into the cave just then. Crocodiles have very hard, thick skin on their backs and tails, much harder and thicker than our skin, and even that of an elephant. You can't hurt a crocodile by scratching his back. The only way to hunt them is to turn them over. And while you're trying to do that, they'll knock you about with their big tail. So keep away from the crocodiles, children. I will, said Nero, and Boo and Chet said the same thing. Now hurry and get well, said Nero's father to him, as a lion boy lay in the cave. You are growing larger and strong, and soon you will have to learn to go hunting. What's hunting? asked Nero. It is learning how to get your own things to eat, said his father. When you were little, your mother and I hunted the goats and other animals that we have to eat. But now you are getting big enough to go hunting for yourself. Only I must give you a few lessons. Can I learn to hunt too? asked Chet. And I, Boo, wanted to know. Yes, said their father. After I teach Nero, I'll teach you. One at a time, the jungle is full of danger. And I can teach only one of you at a time how to be careful. So get good and well and strong, Nero and soon I'll take you on a hunt. Nero thought he would like this, so he stayed quietly in the cave for a day or two, until his side, where the crocodile had struck him with his sharp 
Richard Tail felt much better. One day, about a week after Nero had been tossed into the spring, he noticed his father sharpening his claws on the bark of a tree. What's he doing that for? Nero asked his mother. To go ready for the jungle hunt tonight, answered Mrs. Lion. I heard him say that something about taking you, so perhaps you had better sharpen your claws also. I will, answered Nero, and he did, making the bits of bark fly off as he pulled it from the tree in the jungle, not far from the cave where he lived. When he began to get dark, which it does very early in the big African forest, as the thick trees shut out the light of the sun, Nero said to his mother, Aren't we going to have any supper? Not tonight, that is, not right away, said Mr. Lion. You are going to hunt for your supper, Nero. But I'm very hungry, returned the little lion boy, who was growing bigger and stronger every day. Then he will hunt all the better, growled his father. There is nothing like being hungry to make a good hunter lion. Come, now is the time I have long waited for, to cheat you to hunt in the jungle. Your mother and Chet and Boo are going to have supper with Switchy and his folks. You and I are going to hunt for ourselves. Come, we will go into the part of the jungle where you have never yet been. And Nero felt very much excited when he heard his father say this. The lion cub felt brave and strong, and he knew that his teeth and claws were very sharp. Suddenly, through the jungle, which was now quite dark, there came a distant sound of thunder. There was a rumble and a roar, and a very ground seemed to shake. What's that? asked Nero, looking at his father. End of chapter 2 Recording by Kenneth Sergeant Gagan